How are you doing, guys? And welcome to episode one of the Ghibli Files. I'm your host, Ace. I'm Stevie. And yes, so today we are going to be reviewing our very first uh, Ghibli... Well, not the very first Ghibli movie that we've watched in our lives, but the very first one that has been dropped on Netflix over here in the UK. Um, the movie that we're going to be reviewing is The Castle in the Sky. Um, yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a very long film. Uh, just to give you a, a, a quick synopsis of it. Uh, young orphan Sheeta and her kidnapper, kidnapper Kona Moscow, are flying to a military prison when their plane is attacked by a gang of pirates led by the matronly dollar. Escape from a mid-air collision via a magical crystal around her neck, Sheeta meets fellow orphan Paza and their pair joint forces discover the magical castle in the sky. Um, yeah, this movie um, was very long. Um, it's 124 minutes long. Um, obviously, yep. it's a, the original language that all these movies are going to be is Japanese. Um, I actually watched it in sub. Um, you, I watched it in dub. You watched it in dub. Um, yeah. You're, you're not an anime purist. <laughs> um, yeah, I've already seen it in sub uh, like okay. years ago, and um, I kind of went, I really wanted to watch it in in dub this time because mm. of the the voice actors who who were uh, who were doing the, the English dubs. Yeah. I actually so, honestly uh, really wanted to watch this twice, uh, but I've yep. just had a really busy weekend and. Just li- even before we started recording, like I fell asleep, um, and that's why we're kind of <laughs> recording a little bit later than planned. Uh, work was just super long today, um, so this movie originally came out in second of August nineteen eighty six. Uh, it had a budget of three point five million dollars, and originally at a box office, it made fifteen point five million. Um, it went on to make poof, about one hundred fifty seven million in the box office. Uh, yeah, um, amazing. Well, not in the boxes, but happy to make 150 million overall. So that included box office, home video, and soundtrack. Um, it was voted the second best animated film in 2006 um, by Japan Media Arts Festival, and was voted first place in the 2008 Oricon audience poll. Uh, audience poll. Um, and I, I think you said that this was actually a movie that uh, Hayao Miyazaki released before um, Studio Ghibli was formed? That... Uh, no, that's... No, that's that... um, oh, Nausicaa of the Valley of the Winds. Oh, so I'm thinking um, completely However, yep. this movie was um, influenced incre- like, very heavily and um, very kind of like uh, inspired by a previous uh, movie that he did in 1978. Okay. Um, I uh, can't remember what it's called. I didn't write that down. No, <laughs> um, <so>. oh. <laughs> but um, basically, all the if you watch the other movie, I, I, I'm going to look it up. But um, it it's got similar characters and it's got a similar relationship between the two um, uh, the two main characters between um, Patsu and Sheeta. Yeah. Um, so it's you could almost look back at that one and go, oh, this is why this is what he came up with." Then yeah. after having done his initial offering before studio ghibli was created this is now his like right this i'm gonna make this work yeah. really really well okay cool yeah well um before we like go into spoilers and you know go a little bit deeper into the movie what's like your service for what, what what do you think what was your overall opinion of this movie yeah this was absolutely fucking amazing this is a an absolute five out of five mm-hmm. five totoros yeah. All the way. 
Um, I've written a little note down here. Thoughts. I just went fucking beautiful, fucking magical, <laughs> very sweet and innocent as well, which is uh, like that sort of like a. I took a step back up. I watched the movie and went, yeah, this this is um, it's telling a story and it's not it's not getting too dark. It's really quite a sweet story. Um, yeah, and then also um, the music as well, just absolutely wonderful. I, after watching it, then um, this afternoon I was. I went on YouTube, um, typed in um, uh, Laputa or yeah. uh, Laputa, yeah. um, and um, you can get like the whole soundtrack, and I, it's just so nice. And, and when listening to it, the whole soundtrack as well it takes you back through the different scenes in the movie as well. So that that's so specific, you can actually remember the, what happened in this bit and what happened in that bit. Mm. Yeah, really good. Yeah. Um... I I really enjoyed this. I, I can't give it exactly a, a, a higher grade as you gave it. Uh, I'm gonna give it a four out of five. Um, I just want mm. the the beginning bit was a little bit slow for me, um, but yeah, you know, true. I mean, it is two hours long, like yeah, you said. Uh, it, I looked at the other movies, but I think my, my neighbor Totoro is like eighty nine minutes long. It's it's yeah. they they're quite short in comparison. Two hours. Certainly, I found that the third act dragged a little bit um, in the movie. Yeah. I was I was transfixed in the beginning. The, the first and the second bits, amazing. The third bit, I kind of like it was still amazing, but there there, there were bits that I was thinking, wow, this is actually going on quite a long yeah. time. But didn't didn't detract. I still thought this was the, as an initial offering, and you know, like um, uh, what Studio Ghibli is. This for me says it all this this lays down a, a really good introduction to what to expect going forwards mm. i think for me like for watching this for the very first time um mm. and obviously this film was released in 1986 the animation is is like it holds up it's still beautiful to look at it's still oh yeah, a, 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 yeah. amazing to see and it just made me think like we kind of miss animation like this there's not too many uh, movies mm. that use this style anymore. It's obviously a lot more CGI and, uh, you know, animated sure. through computers. But to see something that, you know, I, I wonder how, how long the production must have taken to get everything everything done. Goodness um, knows, yeah. How, how many man hours did they yeah. actually spend doing it? That would have uh, been nuts, yeah. Um, but it, it really tells you when you're watching it, you... You can completely understand that this is a this is a, a work of art. You know, yes. there, there's so many moments where you you look at uh, just the background, and they've got like the sun shining down on on a bit of grass or, or some buildings, and you look at it and think, "Wow, that is." They must have spent a long time trying to get that bit right. You know that. Yeah, I, and I appreciate that. I really appreciate that. Yeah, no, that's pretty cool. Um, so yeah, those are our non-spoilers. We're about to um, go into a little bit more DR and spoil the movie a little bit. Yes, um, spoilers! So, you know, if you haven't seen this movie and you would like to before we kind of go in a little bit further and reveal more elements of the story, um, pause it here and um, go watch the movie and then come back and finish off the recording. All right, so three, two, one. All right, spoilers. Um, I really, really like panzo's character i just thought like yeah. he's meant to be a child yeah but he's so hench like a lot of the things that he did in this <laughs> movie a lot of things that he, did in this, he did in this movie yeah 
Like, obviously, it's, it's anime. It's not meant to be a real name. But if he was, like, meant to be a real boy, yeah? Like, yeah. When, he, when he first caught her when she fell out of the sky, he was, like, in some deep squat. And he, like, lifted her up and then, like, carried yeah. her. I was a kid. Do you know how strong you have to be to be able to do that? And then, like, when he's... Yeah, he, when he was, like... When she when her weight fully went out, <coughs> he then almost dropped her over and managed to like yeah, bring her back. I was like, bring, and then he was like, you're the man. He was like climbing stuff and you know running yeah. and just jumping and climbing walls, did all like this this um free hand climbing and stuff like that. I was just like, nah, this this kid is like proper hedge in it. Um, and I just but you know you know what actually that um that's the there's a reason for him being so kind of like uh like. Uh, athletic um, and not really looking like it um, is that he he's from a mining community. Yeah, that's what and, I was about to say. Um, there's, this is actually, uh, maybe I'll talk about this later, but yeah. it's sort of like about, there's a, there's a lot in this movie that it's actually got like a Real commentary on class. And, yeah. um, you know, uh, you look at some of the other characters and they're like upper class. He's from this mining community and they're all fucking hench. Yeah. They're all buff. Yeah. Even the mum, even the, the the wife of that like big miner who busts his chest open. Well, that that was his um, that, that was his parents. I think I felt like that was his no parents. no 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 no. They were looking after him because he's an orphan as yeah, well, isn't he? Like, his in, his in, parents died. Yeah, his parents died. But in, in terms of like there and then, those were his parents, isn't it? The boss and yeah. that lady were his, yeah. basically his mum and dad. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. They were looking after. They were like his guardians, weren't they? But yeah. he still lived on his own. Um, it, it it was it's a bit hard sometimes to understand like what quite what age they are mm. um, especially when you look at like japanese culture and they have a lot of like in japanese culture there's a lot of um children just doing their own thing without while well, the parents are off working yeah. um and so in this um i think like Sheeta's supposed to be 13 so i guess he's like patsu is also like the same age yeah um so and again it's a 13 year old that's he's pretty he's pretty buffer and strong for a 13 year old oh, isn't he 100 percent I just thought, yeah. I just thought as well, like I'm not, especially since this movie is like kind of older as well. I'm not seeing like, like the kids were shot at on several occasions. Like Patsy even got shot in his face at one point, and I was like, wow, <laughs> like he's really up in the stakes in this movie. Like he, he know, and yeah. and the amount of times she got beat up and like slapped and punched and thrown all yeah, over the place, yeah. I was just like, wow, okay, yeah. this guy's not. But that's any also. It's a, it's still a very sweet and innocent film, and I think that sort of it it works. If children are watching this, they're gonna love that kind of slapstick um, element of it, where mm. they get beat up or punched or stuff like that. And yet, um, we're watching from an adult's perspective, perspective, going they kind of glaze over it just to make it like a more of a fun movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've got a few notes about like this different acts that went on. Yeah, sure. Um, Go ahead. As we're in spoiler territory now, I can uh, I can get right into it. Um, I, I basically I broke it down. I, I really like that prologue um, that started off where you you get to see like Sheeta um, being like uh, on the airship and falling out of it, mm-hmm. um, and then they give you like this little history bit section, you know, like um, whilst the like the the intro credits and the the title and everything are are running, yeah. They're showing you the background of what happened, and you pretty much got like that's this is you know uh, they made like um, technology has advanced. They now 
created all these like airships and then yeah. they have the, the island floating and then they then they all come crashing down and then we're back to the beginning again where everybody's like just on the land like you know with with uh, windmills and stuff like that yeah um and i thought that was a brilliant as as an introduction to a movie you instantly know what, where you're at and what's gonna what to expect um because then the rest of the movie even though it's exploring that whole kind of steampunk thing of like forgotten uh, technology um you're getting a whole lot of other stuff um so the whole movie start it's got uh, it's got like three sections to it yeah um which is very classic you know like um for most movies these days but this is going back think about this as 1986 he totally they totally nailed how to sort of lay this this movie out mm. um so the first section was the kind of like escape from the dolo pirates yeah um um and it was all it's quite humorous and quite kind of like jokey there was bits when my kids were were laughing at it and um it was quite it was really super sweet and innocent um there was that bit in that first um first section where um patsu gets on the roof and does his trumpet oh yeah that's and cool. i love really love that and then the bird, that was the birds just are flying fantastic around. i just felt like it was nice with, with with all that, all that the birds fly around, it just showed how the the quality of the animation because just looked pretty. Oh yeah, it looked really yeah. smooth and crisp. Yeah, and um, yeah, and no. the, 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 there was also the um, all the mountains and cliffs and and the the they really kind of fleshed out all the steampunk aspect of it. Mm. It's a mining community, but they've got like the the railway and they've got like um, the moving parts of like. Um, when they're, they're mining for stuff, um, you're really seeing like the, 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 it's not just a blank slate where you, oh, that's a bit of a cliff. Yeah. There's a cliff with like little kind of houses in there and there's everywhere you look, there's always something going on in the background, even though there's a ton shitload of action going on right in the foreground. Um, mm. even the bit where, uh, um, Patsy has to like shovel a load of coal in the coal into the, um, into the steam, into the engine. Yeah. And, uh, He's, I was looking at the surrounding of that. I was like, oh, yeah, they just haven't scrimped at all on anything. They just, they put, de- if they're going to do that engine bit, they're going to put a load of detail in there mm. so that it, it looks full. And I even noticed as well, like some of the like still shots, there was a bit when Patsu and Cheetah just have just been introduced to each other and he falls through the roof. He, he sticks her pendant on and jumps off. <laughs> Yeah, that was so funny. I was just like, Pansy, you're yeah. such an idiot. Like, who in their yeah. right mind just thinks, okay, I'm just going to jump on a roof and test to see whether this magic <laughs> stone is going to save me. Like, no. Uh, and then the thing yeah. is, like, that's kind of a child. Like, that is like the mind of a child, isn't it? Like, a child probably would have that, yeah. that basic logic. Like, oh, she's got a weird thing yeah. around her neck. Maybe that's what helped her stop fall out of the sky. And I thought it was just really yeah. sweet when he was like, oh, um, I'm glad you're human because I thought like you might have been like a fallen angel or something like that. And I was just like, oh, no, that's so that sweet. Again, yeah. so sweet and innocent, isn't it? I loved it. It was just so like, oh, I love that. That that relationship that they start building there straight away, that's like, that's kids all over, isn't it? They mm. they cut through the crap so so quickly and just like, right, let's let's be friends. <laughs> um, yeah, but in that, when he falls through the, through the roof, um, there's like, fucking bricks everywhere and bits of wood and and they could have just shown him on the floor with a like a hole in the ceiling but no they showed 
all the brickwork yeah. fallen down on the floor and all the, the surrounding pot, bits and, pans and, like, yeah. and stuff. Yeah, well done. Well done. That was they 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 don't they didn't see and oh shit, yeah, there was a bit later on when they eventually again now this is jumping way forward, but yeah. when they eventually get to Lapita, um they they go through this like fucking whirlwind storm and and they, they land and then when next minute they're looking around this like clear blue skies and mm. I was second time I watched it I went hold on a second that's a bit of inconsistency like continuity error and then they in the next breath um, Patsu is is explaining oh do you notice that there's no clouds anymore yeah and that the the skies and I was like yes yeah. well like, this is brilliant story brilliant storytelling. Um, 100%. But yeah, so that that first section was like quite funny and, and lighthearted, and then in the second section was when you get when they get captured and brought to the castle, um, you know that fort. Um, that's when you kind of get introduced to the real threat of the movie because you mm. got the Dola pirates, which is um, the initial threat. They're being chased by them, but actually they turn out to spoilers not be so bad. Well, you they, know, they, um, they were just after the treasure, innit? So like. Yeah, one thing yeah. that one thing that I was thinking throughout the movie, I was just like, "Where is this going?" Because I wasn't yeah. too sure. Because obviously, you had um, Shita, who was you know had this magical stone that led to this magical castle in the sky, and then mm. you, I, you know you were led to believe that the pirate, well, in the end, the pirates were just looking for treasure. But um, mm. in terms of the whole like government and military aspect, I was thinking, what are they after? Like, what is so important to them? on this castle and then mm. later on we find out that um i think it's is it colonel mazu um uh, Mus- musker Mus- oh is it are you uh, colonel musker M- colonel Mus- uh, musker he turns out yeah. to, he turns out to be another descendant of um yeah. Lupita, Lupita and um yeah. you know he wants to claim like the castle in the sky for his own and become king and like bring yeah. the, bring um that um, lineage like back into the forefront of society and like in a sense kind of take over the world and um, yeah there was um, there was one particular scene towards the end when he was chasing after Sheeta and like he was laughing a lot and I was like you know what yeah Yeah. um, I can now just just from the scene alone I fully understand why they cast Mark Hamill as as him for the English voice actor because I was just thinking he's going to do an amazing laugh while Evil love while chasing yeah. this girl. Um, yeah, yeah, so I thought yeah, that was definitely. Cool. Yeah, he was. Yeah, and he was good uh, as as um, Colonel Musker. He was um, mm. he was pretty dark, and uh, initially turned out he turned he was sort of like, oh, we're just it's part of the government thing, and we're just trying to get the you know find out where this castle is. Yeah, but when he turns in the in the, in the last um, part, mm. he turns. Bad, real bad, and reveals his true identity and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, then you're like, holy shit, this this could get really, really dark. But mm. it's, um, the fact they didn't really take it too bad. Some of the some animes make um, make the real baddies like totally, totally unhinged and yeah. really like seedy, and and you're like, oh shit, this guy's a real shit bag. This guy was just power hungry, wasn't he? Yeah. He was just, um, he was, you know, he he he'd knew his lineage and he he'd found his place and he he knew he knew far more than any anybody else about the uh the castle didn't yeah. he um but yeah no um what else was there uh in the capture of the notes i got about them being captured in the fort um you get 
the introduction of the two airships, um, mm-hmm. which was the Goliath, which yeah. was the government one, yeah, and then the um, Tiger Moth, mm-hmm. uh, which was the pirates' airship. And I loved them. I, lo- I thought they were great, kind of like iconic pieces yeah. for the actual movie. You know, obviously you've got the you've got the castle in the sky with the tree and everything. That's really iconic. Um, but this um, this tiger moth, it, it struck me that um, kind of looks like a turkey. <laughs> you know, like when it's it's got this body and then this little head that pokes out at the front, which is where they they pilot it all. And I thought that was great. They they really kind of again they. They made these caricatures, but fitted into into the whole story really well. Um, yeah, and then um, them getting chased and being in the kite as well—that was amazing. Really, kind of fantastic bit of kind of like character development going on, and um, yeah, really. Now, it, so there's so much to this movie, man. There's so much to this movie. Um, I've got some more thoughts as well, actually, about the name um, of. Uh, of the castle in the sky. Yeah, gotcha. Um, go to that right now if you want. Yep, yep. Okay, well, um, so I had a quick look up about like the name um, Laputa, mm-hmm. um, and it actually comes from Gulliver's Travels. Yep. So this was um, Gulliver's Travels was written in 1726, <laughs> and um, at one point in the story, he goes and visits, visits this, or he ends up in this new land. Um, where there's a load of flying islands around the place, yeah. and uh, the people were called the Lapitans. Okay. Um, and they were, as a kind of like a comparison to this this movie, um, they have drawn totally drawn from this. It's amazing if you think about like what it's all about. The, the Lapitans were into they were like massively academic, so they were into mass astronomy, um, music, and uh, technology, but um, they always failed to make practical use of their knowledge so basically the results were they had a at a flying island because they were incredibly clever but um it had like ill-built houses um on it and all their clothes were ill-fitted and they everything basically everything that was practical they were just they should they shunned they poo-pooed it yeah um and so it you're looking at this um the whole intro where they show like the um, the the castles in the sky falling down, and then people going back to the earth. And um, right at the end, they have that kind of like commentary about, um, you know, like them saying that man wasn't meant to live on the um was meant to live on the earth and not in the sky. Um, and and that whole kind of like thing of like us progressing too much into technology and not not remembering our kind mm. of like nature roots and. And what we've got here with with um, with Mother Nature, yeah. Um, and that that's that's exactly what you know. Like there's there's that side which um, Gulliver's Travels talks about, but as well, there's also the class side of things as well, isn't there? So um, in Gulliver's Travels, they're talking about these like toffs flying around in their islands, but they they just got no common sense whatsoever. Mm. Um, and quite amusingly. In the Gulliver's Travels, because Gulliver's Travels has actually got a lot of kind of humour into it, in it, uh, 1726 humour, but it's still humour. Yeah. Um, and they used to, all of these guys who were like piloting these flying islands would um, go off into kind of like dreamland and um, start, their island would start to sort of like crash because they'd forget that they were flying the island. And they'd have to have like a, a guy standing next to them with an inflated pig's bladder 
and he'd bash them over the head to kind of bring them back to, oh, well, what was I doing again? Yeah. <laughs> Which you know, it sounds really surreal, but I mean, that's, you know, that's, that's comedy, man. That's, uh, that's, and it's also a bit like, it's basically saying, look how stupid our, our ruling classes. Yeah. Um, whereas, you know, like the, it's kind of cherishing the, the whole kind of like working class. And this movie looks at, you know, like when you look at the fight scene in the first section, between the um, the pirate guy and the boss mm. of the the miners, and they're both popping their chests and they're having a brawl, and it's kind of like um, it's celebrating that kind of like that rough living and how hard mm. they are as well. You know, it's um, it's re- there's real real comparisons there. Yeah. I've I've, um, I've I've just got here that um like some of the architect that was seen in the film was actually inspired by a, a Welsh mining town. Um, and yeah, Mi- that's Miyazaki right. Actually yeah. went and visited Wales in 1984, and like while he was there, he actually yeah. witnessed the miners' strike. So when he oh, yeah. came to actually making this movie, he actually went back to Wales to kind of like you know see the scenery again, see the people. Um, like he he said the quote that he gave to the garden was that he admired those men. Uh, I admired the way they bowed to save their way of life, just as the coal miners in Japan did. Many people of my generation yeah. see the miners as a symbol, a dying breed of fighting men, and now they're gone. So that whole that for me in my notes, yeah, I just put that that scene where um they jumped those guys in like the posh white suits was just like you know, like you know yeah the, the the poor the working class you know fighting against the rich and the aristocrats because obviously mm. they've come to take something that doesn't belong to them, and you know the miners exactly. are, are just yeah. defending are defending themselves and their rights. And I thought that was you know even even today. Like, it's still kind of a powerful message because we still have issues where, you know, in certain areas, poor people are struggling and, you know, like, people are living off benefits and if their benefits aren't coming on time, you know, they don't have no food to feed their kids and stuff mm. and the rich are just made, just become, there's more and more billionaires, you know, who are just doing their own Oh, thing. yeah, and uh, also big um, big corporations, like, mm. you know, like, there's always that big hoo-ha about, like, big corporations paying fuck all tax yeah um because they're so big you know and they can get away with it and um and the whole kind of um culture of the finance district in in the uk even that you know in, in other countries as well the whole kind of the disparity between wealth of like you know the guys who are uh, what's that movie called the wolf of wall street you yeah. know like it shows them being completely you know like uh, disconnected from actual like reality you know because they're just so so rich and yet they're driving having such an influence on, on the way the country's being going you know and mm. um is it, that's never going to go i don't think i think people are doesn't matter when what era we're in there's always going to be that kind of disparity between the rich and the poor yeah. um unless we can get to kind of you know like star trek um utopia um where you know money has been abolished and everybody just you know works for their own personal development yeah <laughs> but yeah that's i don't see that coming anytime soon mm. we need to discover the um you know um the vulcans first yeah i uh, so i just want to quickly touch upon um obviously like i said you watched you watched it in dub for your second ta- your second viewing so initially there was yes. a, a dub in done in 1989 um yes and that was done so that uh, people flying from america to japan could um, watch the watch the movie on, on their flight over, and um, you know for for that purpose it was fine, but for like a cinematic release, um, they Disney wanted to have 
you know a bad caliber of voice actors so um yeah yeah actually... and, and if you actually look at the um the voice actors that disney um obviously they've gone and got some big stars yeah james but, van um, der beek i found anna... one got what sorry, sorry james, james, yeah. um, james van der beek anna paquin debbie uh cloris leachman mark hamill jim cummins richard desert mandy pafkin michael machine and obviously a, a load of other quite you know pop not to say popular but notable voice actors um in in that time and era and um i just read that yeah. literally initially disney wanted to re, re um re-release it in, back in 1998 um but princess monoko was released and at that time princess monoko didn't perform well so obviously they no, weren't really yeah exactly but obviously that's why it's taken a while for studio ghibli to get you know, put the forth- forefront in the West because initially there, there wasn't really the market for it. You know, like the people didn't understand or people weren't ready to go and see see um, some of the movies. So the release date got pushed back to nineteen. Um, no, initially it was going to come out in nineteen ninety nine, but then it got pushed back. Uh, the film was finally released on DVD and video in the US on April fifteenth, two thousand and three alongside a re-release of Kika's Delivery Service and Spirit Away. Um, and obviously, as Princess Monoko and Kiki like, started to get, you know, popular and people were enjoying it, um, they, um, you know, people started to catch on how good Studio Ghibli uh, movies were, they um, then obviously released it. And um, going back to yeah, what you said... Yeah, it started getting like a cult status, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, definitely. And going back to, I think, what you said earlier, I think... The movie or the anime series that you're talking about is Future Boy Conan, which was yeah, one, that's it. What, yeah. Was one of yeah, Miyazaki's right, early anime series, um, which featured a number, like you said, a, a number of elements that he later adapted for Castle in the Sky. Um, so yeah, that's pretty pretty cool things. Um, yeah, um, old uh, the the character, the people, the voice actors who did um, did the latest Disney version. Um, Oh, just we, you ran down the names very quickly there, and um, I was trying to kind of like relate who are these people because um, I'm terrible with names. Yeah. And James Vanderbeek is the chap from Dawson's Creek. Yeah. <laughs> um, which I was like, then when I was watching the movie, I was like, every time Patsy talks, I'm like, holy shit! I remember being like a teenager watching Dawson's Creek, <laughs> seeing him like you know like talking away, um, and Anna Packin. Um, or Paquin as Sheeta, mm. um, was Rogue from X-Men. Yeah, I saw that. From the first three X-Men movies, yeah. or I think it's, you know, the first iteration of X-Men. Yeah. Um, and then Captain Dola, who is the old pirate lady, is, um, that's Cloris Leachman. He, she is now 94 years old. Oh, wow. And um, she appeared two ye- three years ago in um, American Gods. Okay. So... <laughs> She was a bloody ninety-one-year-old actress. Oh wow! In uh, in in American Gods, it's fucking amazing. Do, do, um, but there was some. Sorry, go on. I was gonna say like obviously this is like the very first official like Studio Ghibli movie, isn't it? And um, just watching this, and obviously some of the ones I watched watched that we're gonna discuss later on. Like he really yeah. likes the like a steampunky theme with like his like transportation and like oh, yeah. his creature, uh, not creatures, yeah. but like his his vehicles. I thought that was actually pretty cool because then obviously that kind of explains like from his background, you know, he was into that kind of thing. And then mm. just looking up um, just a little bit of trivia, um, 
Disney, sorry, where is it? Uh, the, the weaponry and mechanical settings in Laputa is, is like a mix of British and German design. And Miyazaki was like a, a, yeah. a, a big fan of German weaponry. So, again, yeah. you can tell yeah. by watching it what's influenced him in his life and his career. And, and it's really cool to see. Oh, yeah, those those gun turrets on the on the, um, on the the Goliath. Yeah. They're like round turrets with two, two guns sticking out. That's very kind of Second World War-esque, isn't it? Yeah. Where they'd like just have like a, on the ship on the battleships and so on. There's definitely definitely massive inspiration there, isn't there? Mm, um, I, I got another note as well. Um, I was looking up um, other kind of like tenuous links, and um, one of the other things that um, this movie kind of like links into is quite a lot of kind of Hindu and biblical legends. Yeah. Um, so you got this kind of like fly, flying castle in the sky. And, um, you know, Hindu legends have always got like, you know, um, these gods coming along, flying along in there in e- either on a cloud or, or they've gone and uplifted a mountain and flying a mo- mountain around the place. Um, and again, that just shows the depth, doesn't it? Of these, how much thought has gone into these movies and these stories where they've pulled from popular culture, from religion, from, from just history to try and build this story that and and so many times you'll look at it and not realize that you're going you're connecting with it because it's stuff you've already seen in in this in your in your life or in history books or you know in culture um and that's a that's a clever that's quite a clever thing you know like to but yeah no um it, it just uh yeah i was talking about the fact that there's loads of sort of um connections to the rest of the uh, rest of culture and religion mm. and history uh, which will subconsciously make you kind of connect better with the uh, with the movie and uh, and appreciate it more. Mm. Oh, such like again, I'm just like coming into this and watching that. I'm like, I'm really excited for the for the, the films to come. Um, yeah, yeah, it's a good introduction, isn't it? Yeah, it, it does. Is, it is, it is gives you that kind of taste of this is what's to come. Mm. Um, all right, so. That's our review. Unless there's anything else you want to you want to say on Castle in the Sky. Uh, there was um, a right at the very end. Um, mm-hmm. There was the bit where you see the tree. Um, now, um, initially, the the uh, Lapita has, has got like a the crystal, and it's like a it's a castle, mm-hmm. and then it's but it's it's had then a tree grow in the middle of it, and. Yeah. The, the whilst the end credits are rolling you see the tree now free of the kind of like metallic bottom bit with all the roots sticking out and it's basically instead of it being a castle in the sky it's a tree with a bit remnants of a castle around it yeah so it kind of it flips the kind of coin a little bit and suggests that you know again it, it reinforces that 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 message about nature and um how we shouldn't try and kind of restrict nature too much mm. and that you almost can't restrict nature too much um, because, you know, you look at all those those roots sticking down, they were all captured inside um, the castle. And now the, the, the what's it called, the Volus site um, is now kind of caught inside the roots. Um, and that's what's making it fly. I love that. I thought mm. that was a really good kind of image. Really, really kind of meta. Let's finish the movie off with that kind of like final image to remind people not to get too caught up in in modern technology um and to to remember what you know like what nature is all about um yeah. so i like that um 
And uh, there was a few other bits about just differences between the the versions. Um, okay, good. Um, so, because uh, we're basically, I'm just looking on wiki now at this <laughs> section. I, I've just put a note at the bottom, like, make sure you have a look at the differences. Um, so they apparently Disney went and filled in a load of gaps where there was just no sound. Okay. So in the original, um, like sub mm-hmm. uh, version. Um, that you probably heard, there was probably some bits where it was just no talking and it was just quiet, maybe a bit of music in the background. Yeah, Whereas, um, yeah, there was. Oh, but yeah, And there was, yeah. there was little moments, like, right, just right at the beginning, um, where, like, yeah. you would see characters' mouths move but you would hear no sound. But I just assumed yeah. that, like, especially in that, that scene right at the beginning, is because they were inside the airship and you were, like, Oh, no, that from- is... That is the that is the case because okay. even in the dub they didn't they didn't have that. Okay. Um, cool. But I think it's a bit like there's bits where um, like the pirates are uh, on the when they're on the ship on the tiger moth, mm-hmm. um, and the there's they added extra dialogue for some of the pirates. Okay. Where in the in the subbed version it just would have been totally quiet and they'd you'd have just seen people moving around the ship and um, I think Disney kind of wanted to like you know. Um, clean it up a little bit and just mm. add add extra kind of stuff so that people didn't get too bored. Yeah. Um, that's very that's a very kind of Western thing though. I've seen yeah. seen a lot of anime where you just it's quite speculative and you're just watching imagery mm. and you don't need to have a lot of like no. dialogue. Whereas the West like to have that continual dialogue. You know, it's a it, it tells about the the way that you know like um, our cultures differ from from uh, from each other. Mm. Um, yeah, that was so. That was good. Um, what else was there? Um, no, that was about it. I talked about the connection to Gulliver's Travels. Yeah, yeah. I think that was about it. Yeah. All right, cool, perfect, guys. I hope you have enjoyed this episode. Um, again, if anyone wants us to delve into any questions regarding anime, um, not just do the Ghibli stuff. It could be pretty much anything and anything you want to know. Um, if there's a certain word you've always heard about anime or you want us to explain what fan service is or anything like that, just, you know, send, drop us a message at blurs at hotmail.com and, you know, at the end of each episode, we'll go through, like, a, you know, a listener's questions and answer segment just to, you know, try and inform more people about anime. Um, but, yes, our next episode will be on My Neighbor Totoro. Uh, I'm looking forward to that because I've heard so many good things about this movie and I've just never actually got the opportunity to um, watch it, so... It will be another first. Oh, man, I can't believe that. (laughs) That is nuts. It it will be another first for me. Um, So, yeah, thanks again for listening, guys. Um, Listen, like, share, subscribe. You know, the more likes and reviews that we get, the more, you know, people can actually find these episodes and listen and enjoy them. Um, Yeah, any last words, Stevie? Oh, once again, man, just thanks for having me. It's such an honour to be able to talk about this with someone who's like-minded and... uh, you know, thanks for letting me on your platform, man. It's, it's no really worries, good. Man. All right, guys, thanks for listening, and we'll see you guys next week. Bye-bye now. See ya. Bye. Bye. Bye.